Good morning, Sadie. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. This is a special edition of Have Fate Will Travel Coffee Edition, but it's an anniversary edition. Yeah. What what anniversary are we celebrating, Sadie? 24th, 24. and I can't believe it's been 24 years. 24 years. Yeah. So we just got back from uh, vacation. Hold on one second. Whoa. <sighs> All right, clink, clink, <laughs> clink your glass. 24. Good. Well, you, yeah, but you also mentioned vacation, and it just... We're still fresh you off vacation to, and wishing we were still there. You so. want to go back to, in time? Yes, please. So let's, we're, we're totally riffing it, and we realize as occasional podcasters that you risk riffing because it's not planned, it's not, so we're hoping this hits the mark with a few people. But like I started to say, we went on uh, vacation, uh, well, we got, we got back over a week ago, Yeah. like eight days ago, we got back, and we went to... All over the place. Mm -hmm. But our main goal was York, Pennsylvania. And it was kind of a, I would say, like an early um, anniversary celebration. But it was kind of a celebration of life. True. Because there were two generations of children there. And it was, um, it was kind of a look back in time. It was a time capsule. But it was also like... A future time capsule because someday our grandchildren uh, will be celebrating their anniversary, and we want to leave kind of a time. <laughs> Sadie shaking her head mm. like, "No, let's not think about that." But I want to leave. I want to leave a time capsule for all of our generations. There was a thing I saw years ago on uh, headstones. You could put like. Um, little you could insert into the headstone like a little video pictures or videos yeah and i thought that was the coolest thing but then i was like also kind of weird kind of creepy that'd be hard those tattoos too that play oh yeah they, they have like either your heartbeat or something sound that, waves sound waves of that person that would be yeah there's a i would love to have one with you but a tattoo that looks like a heartbeat but if you take a picture of it it's like a qr code mm -hmm. basically and it plays that person's voice well that's the case my whole body would be a tattoo because i can never get enough of your voice True. so i want to pose some thoughts and it kind of relates to a couple podcasts of mine maybe some of sadie's what what makes relationships work in today's day and age um what makes parenting work or not work um there is no, I don't think there's really a secret recipe to making either of those work. You just have to um, do what you can. Mm -hmm. You know, things come up. We recently learned of uh, a pretty um, hardcore event that happened in one of our own child's life. Well, two, actually. One caused the other. But hmm. Everything we knew to be as parents kind of was thrown out the window. The thing that I think we had to remember is that just now finding out, honestly, that 
uh, kind of removes um, some some guilt a little bit, but creates more in another area too. Because when you don't know if something's going on under your own house, but then you find out it happened, you still feel responsible. You feel you feel responsible to the child that happened to you. Feel responsible to the child that did it, because then it's like, what could we have parents done differently? Differently. Yeah. Sometimes nothing. Sometimes everything. Sometimes sometimes people are just monsters and do what they want to do regardless of how much love that you've given them and that's kind of the point I'm at now. And then you have to realize that third person that you know mm-hmm. should have been better and was not instead took out their anger and allowed things to happen and allowed the damage. So what can we as parents do or spouses with each other? It's kind of a multifold whatever word you want to use there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's just it's multifaceted. We have to as um, couples in relationship, no matter the age, um, we have to, even in this day and age, um, I work in the public setting and I see the kids and the way they act and dress and all this. And, and when I look back to the uh, 70s and 80s and early 90s when I was in school, it's like, God, were things like that back then just different generation? I think every generation is going to have its issue. But as couples, it's, I think you should always, I don't think you should necessarily, and you can, add to this if you want to correct I don't think you should necessarily settle for where you're at it's okay to stay adrift in the love for a little bit but I think you should always you should be raising the bar at different times for that other for yourself and for the other person and and, in and if order, you don't do it for yourself you can't yeah. do it for the other person in, in order to make the relationship grow and continue to combust you have to be you have to constantly um, keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said a second ago, it's okay to also be in that pool floaty, just kind of enjoying where you're at in life too sometimes. Or sometimes you're just and, under the water drowning and not enjoying where you're at, but you can't get your head above water. That's where then, I've been at the last year. And then you go on vacation and you realize... And you can <laughs> breathe again. A couple of places we went were pretty fantastic. Uh, well... Almost all, I think it increasingly got better as we went. The only part of the trip I did not enjoy was Indianapolis, Indiana. And thank God you were driving. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in terms of places we stayed, like, not even worst to best. Like, Peoria was my least favorite. Just because of... I love the view. Oh, yeah. The river with the lights at night. Industrial city. The hotel wasn't, like, top-notch, five-star. It was was was, just basic. It was a boutique. Uh, Obed and Isaacs was fantastic. Yes. But there was some growth, I think, also on our trip. Um, Panic elevator growth, if nothing else. There you go. And you let me drive for the entire width of Indiana. Um, There was a lot of changes, I think, that happened, but also a lot of preparation for what is yet to come. And as... Marital couples, um, you have to 
the moment you stop expecting things to change and you're just stagnant, floating around in the river, bouncing off the bank to bank and not raising the bar, um, your relationship, I think, becomes boring a little bit. But being the people that Sadie and I are, um, not saying we haven't bounced from side to side a little bit, I think maybe the scenery changes, but maybe the circumstances are still there or what, what have you. Um, Sadie and I are both, um, we've never been this busy in our life as we have been before. Like 20 years ago, 24 years ago, we were freshly married. She and I didn't have any kids together yet. She had three from a previous that weren't with us full time. So it was just, we had pre-empty nest. We had an empty nest before where there was a nest, sort of. And then we had kids, and as the years went by, life changed. Um, work, I don't think, got serious for either one of us until after we got back from school, right? After we finished school, it was like... Yeah, but I don't. I still feel like we came home after work and it wasn't this busy. It's only been this last year, a year and years. a half, two years. Ever since my roles changed at work a little yeah. bit, my duties have increased a lot. Um so it's just, well, and taking on being an author, and mm-hmm. we're just, we're trying to find um, a happiness, um, or we're trying to, trying to just layer life a little bit at a time. Like last night was the first time in a long time that we literally just vegged all day. and This weekend, yeah. There was part of me, yeah, Friday and Saturday, there's a part of me that's like, I'm, I'm always moving. And maybe I take that, I, I, I don't necessarily, like, my favorite Bible scripture is Psalm 46, where it talks about being still. I'm probably the opposite of, opposite of that most of the time. And so when we completely set aside what we thought we were going to do and just did what we wanted to do, what our hearts wanted to do, we slept in, and I was like, oh, I feel a different kind of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Like, I got back in touch with you. True. We needed that. And we watched a show called Bridgerton, season two. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. That was really good. Um, so sometimes as adults, and the funny part is we have we have a bedroom we don't use as a bedroom. It's called our lodge room because it's kind of cabiny, mountainy themed. We currently have 11 puppies running around the house and uh, four big dogs as well. So you can imagine trying to find any kind of peace sitting in that room. But believe it or not, I think they kind of got used to us. Like, oh, mom and dad aren't going to be out here, so let's go play or do something else. But it was nice just for a little bit to enjoy the solitude. Mm -hmm. Not worry about... Hide away from the rest of the world. Which mouth to feed or let the dogs out, even though we had to do that, obviously. But it was just nice to not have to answer the phone or which person needs a ride to work or, you know, as we get older, your our children get older and you would hope that they have their ducks in a row. Hmm. But parenting, <coughs> excuse me, parenting never truly stops and it shouldn't. That's part of being a parent. But I, I want to make sure that being a husband, um, I don't want to say stop, that's not the right word, but like 
kind of like figure out the story problem yourself. Or um, I, I, there should always be a type of codependency, I think, in relationships. And on many levels, like I need my wife's companionship. I need her her arms around me. But I also need her intellect. Um, there's a lot of things that she does for our two family now, me and her, that I, I couldn't really do. She's done it long enough that it's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. You're better at it. Um, Even though I consider you the smarter of the two. <laughs> I just retain knowledge differently. I say that most offbeat things. Like last night, we were sitting in the chair watching uh, a veterinary show. I said, hey, I saw this story about this bull that was missing a muscle protein and now could grow unlimited muscle mass. And sometimes I think Sadie looks at me and like, who are you? <laughs> Will you shut the encyclopedia door for a little bit? Mm-hmm. That's another part of me that I is where she and I differ. But on the other hand, I wish I could do math and play piano like she does. But I think getting back to the couples, the the relationship part, that's what makes us unique because uh, it kind of keeps each other on our toes a little bit. True. You know, and special. True. What are your thoughts, Sadie? Don't let me dominate the conversation. It's all right. What? Um, thoughts on what? Vacation. Is there any mm. relationship things that, like, oh, I know. Before you answer, when we were at Cuyahoga, we walked through that tunnel. Mm-hmm. We did an audio experiment. Um, so when I write, I often listen to what's called Mongolian throat chant. And for most people, they would just immediately turn it, like, no, that's weird. But when you think about the harmonics, the frequencies that it reaches on the inside of your head, you close your eyes and you just listen. And depending on if there's any other extra audio mixed in with it. So I can do a little bit of the Mongolian part. There's supposed to be three parts to it, I think. And I I can definitely do one of them. I can't, there's like a whistle and like a a hum. I can, I can definitely do the, the first part. Uh, But, so Sadie and I were in a tunnel. How long would you say that tunnel was? Like 40, 50, 60 feet? Probably, yeah. It wasn't very tall, but it was underneath a roadway. And... I said, hey, let's let's do the. Uh, so I stood in the middle of the tunnel and did it. It was it was awesome. It was it had good vibrations, good reverberation. And then we got to the end of the tunnel. I had another idea. I said, hey, go down the other end of the tunnel and simulate like a wolf howl. So we each stood on either end of the tunnel, and we projected our voices into the tunnel. And then right in the middle, I did a Mongolian throat chant while she did her howl. And by the end of it, we had a symphony of auditory vibrations. And it was uh, it was just one of those, like, spur of the moment. It was like, hey, let's try this real quick. You know, and now we look back and it's like, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And we are at Cuyahoga. We were there two years ago. And we had two children with us that were of adult age that didn't act like adult age. So we couldn't do the things we wanted to until this time, and we did some hiking. We, we walked the waterfalls up and down, took video, and it was just, it was the trip I wish we would have had two years ago, but on the other hand... This is the one that was needed now. This meant more. Mm-hmm. Stayed in some good hotels. 
uh, Brewery Lodge and Supper Club in Michigan City, Indiana. Can't talk about that one enough. Yep. That was our peaceful safe haven after kind of to wrap up and yeah, reconnect that, before we came back home. That was a, a treat to ourselves, even though I had a head cold. Yeah. But the scenery was fantastic. It was just far enough into the woods that you didn't have the city lights shining on you, but you could still hear the highway hum. And we had a good time. So when I posed this question to you as the audience, um, whether you be newlywed or uh, married as long as we have or even married longer, what what makes your relationship work? What doesn't make it work? Um, how have you changed? How have you not changed? Uh, hopefully you're not the same person as when you got married as a whole, but maybe there are bits of you that are still the same. Um, what makes you unique? What makes you more lovable or not lovable? Um, do you have certain habits that the other person, like um, personal habits, like going to the bathroom and leaving the door open or the seat up, or hmm. has, has have you grown at all in anything in your relationship as a person and as a couple? Um, we think. Well, have you, is there one area of your life that you've that's grown since before? I think you should answer that because you're the one that's seen my growth more. I was uh, not able to really think for myself or speak for myself when we first got together. I didn't know how to do that. I think or I was told I shouldn't. You're more ballsy. Yeah. Well, yeah. You have a little vim and vigor behind your voice. and But you gave me the strength to do that and allowed me to find myself. So, I, I like, ra- I know who that is. I raised you up. Yep. Sort of. And I still am trying to figure out who I am, especially in lieu of recent events. I have no idea now either. I've got to figure out who I am as not a mom anymore and just I think, just me. And that's okay. Just be you. Just be Sadie. But on the other hand, be tenacious. Be angry. Be excitable. Be loving. Be angry. Be adventurous. Be witty, but at the same time, just be you. Because I think until the, your last breath that you draw into your lungs, it is a is a continual journey of who who you are, who you could be. Um, there was a movie, and I'm gonna try and draw a conclusion to this. Years ago, it was Hugh Jackman. It was a sci-fi movie, I think, sort of, but it was it showed past present and future versions of himself across dimensions and if i'm saying that right but he had, had lost his wife in one and met his wife in another and in one of his versions his wife was dying and he was trying to find a cure and like but then the future elevated self was like he almost was a monk trying to communicate back to himself it was just it was very it was it was confusing but it wasn't confusing because the theme of the story is he was just he, his self was trying to grow and change despite, um, but there was one constant line, one constant stream of consciousness, and that was him trying to reach for his wife across all planes of existence, and 
Um, I think that's the one connection I want us to keep with Sadie is that we always reach for each other no matter what. And um, it's very humbling to be married to a person that is so deep as Sadie, so feeling, so thought provocative. And her and I are um, very similar, but also very different in things. The funny side note part is, um, I think we were destined to be together. I have no doubt. I'm, I'm going to say this, and a lot of you that are listening are going to be like, not, not really a thing. But So, <clears throat> we met in 85 through church. Families pretty much lived next to each other. We, we kind of did anyways for Parents two years. best friends. Parents, best friends. Um, then things got thick. Families fell apart. We separated. And 12 years later, we got together. And then 24 years later, here we are. Sadie and I are married. Things have come and gone. People have come and gone. Relationships have fallen and risen. And one of the things that I'm trying to connect back to what I started this conversation with is um, Sadie and I share um, an ancestral connection. And before this conversation gets weird, um, this is why I feel like we were destined to be together because our families probably 100 plus years ago crossed paths. Mm -hmm. Your family has always been in this area more or less, while my family moved up from the East Coast in the Carolinas and up into Ohio, I think, Pennsylvania, through, huh. Sure, sure. <laughs> I just realized that. Huh. That might be why you have a connection to that area, yeah. too. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Guess we're moving. Yeah. Um, and at some point in the 1800s, my family on the, uh, so my birth last name is Craven, um, the crave, there were some cravens in the mid-1800s that stopped through here and kind of, I don't want to really say planted roots, but um, I have a, I want to say like three or four times great-grandfather that married a woman who had just lost a husband and had a couple children. It is through that marriage that Sadie is from. Her, it's through her, her mom's mom relation several times back. And your grandmother was almost 100 years old. My, we have some old blood in our families, sort of. So it's, I think that on a genetic level mm -hmm. is, is a predestination when you look back. And sure, anybody can look back and say, oh, well, you know, everybody's got to come from somewhere. Mine just happens to be more recent. Sorry, 1800s, 150 years ago or so. So I think we, um, we're we not obviously blood-related, but it's just in a, in a weird time travel kind of genetic, whatever word you want to throw in there, um, we, were, we were kind of meant to be. And Sadie's bloodlines come from about the same as mine, um, England, Scotland, and Ireland is predominantly where both of our families come from. Uh, I think 
you, I would be I wouldn't be surprised if you had some French in there too. I think there was, and some whales. Yeah, mine too. When mom had hers redone, there was more whales this time. And so I like I like that because if you're doing if you're looking at genealogy, you could tell where certain countries pop into place, mm-hmm. like especially Welsh. They 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 have probably some unusual names, last names like Llewellyn. It's usually like double L E W. Just names yeah. like that. And um, so I find that pretty fantastic, honestly. And um, depending on which line you're you're tracing after, like some of Sadie's probably came over on the original Plymouth settlings. Same with mine. It just depends on which branch you're coming from. Um, so I think in certain circumstances, there is a bit of a predestination, um, maybe an all-knowing... Uh, spiritual force Mm -hmm. that has no shape, no form, just like a spiritual water that envelops the universe that pokes and prods and pulls the threads of destiny just a little bit. Not enough to alter the course, but just enough to kind of like make the waves of the ocean just drift you a little bit to the south or to the west. And then before you know it, you're on a course you didn't realize you were supposed to be on until afterwards. And I still remember to this day, it was like three, four years, pre-COVID, I think, right? When you were at your mom's. And I called you, I texted you, I said, mm-hmm. what up, cuz? And then I had to explain everything. And that's that's the thing. One thi- of our kids constantly teases about that, too. Yeah. That's the thing I like about, when you think about it, ancestry is the greatest story ever told. Every generation before you has their own story to tell. Like on my mom's maiden name, if you go back far enough, the last name is Ironmonger. I thought it was a, a clerical error. I'm like, what the heck's an Ironmonger? Well, I had to dig into it a little bit. I was like, oh, it's, it's oh, cool. You know, and then I had some French and some uh, military, naval military, and some knights and some. Dukes and all of that, and I'm just like, tell me more. Let me hold on. Let me grab some pen and paper. And same with Sadie. I mean, on your which side is the Blair? Your grandma's. Mm-hmm. Your grandma's side. There's a, a Irish and Scottish Blair, right? That yeah. You could you're you're Blair related Castle. to. Is it one or both that you're related to? One, Blair Blair Estate. Yeah, the one that was We're sold. missing one room for it to be a castle. Yeah. Technically, it's yeah. considered a castle. But 100 rooms are over as a castle, yeah. 99 and, and under. Like 99 and a half rooms or like, something. I, and why I like, wouldn't you just build that other half my, a room and make yeah, it a castle? My comment was, all right, just go build a shed Maybe and Maybe they wanted it. to be unique. I don't know. Build a front porch and seal it in. But yeah, I was just sold Ayrshire, I believe is where it's at. A couple years ago, yeah. So. I would love to go there. Me too. So, we've kind of been all over the map. Coming up on 30 minutes here close. Um, the point was not so much to ramble, which I'm very good at. It was more to share a little bit of our 24 years together. And I, I'll i step back one more time in time. Our first anniversary was spent in the Badlands mm-hmm. in Mount Rushmore. And I would give anything to go back. It was about this time, yeah. 24 years ago, almost. Uh, baby, our, our oldest, Meg was just born. Mm-hmm. She was two months old. And I worked at a retail warehouse here in town, actually across the river. 
And I chatted Sadie over lunch. I said, I wish we could get out of here. And one thing led to another. I said, just say when. And I said, when? And you said, I could have our backs packed by the time we get home. Can you get off early? Uh, two hours later, I left early. And the conversation ended up being, where do you want to go? I said, let's just go north for a while. Let's go north. And the next thing you know, we hit I-90, east to west. And they're like, well, that didn't take very long at all. Where do you want to go? And I said, well, let's go west until it's dark. Well, I didn't think about, in my naive years, my mid-20s, that it was hunting season. <clears throat> so an hour and a half to two hours later, we finally uh, find a hotel that had one room left, two queen-size beds for 50 bucks. And Megan probably had the best sleep of her life, and she didn't even know it. <laughs> Little two-month-old Megan was in the middle of a queen-size bed, all sprawled out all by herself. And the next day we got up early, went to Mount Rushmore. Now, mind you, we, we were in my little pickup truck, car seat, my wife, me, stick shift. Me being the only one that could drive a stick shift, there was no trading seats to drive. Um, so we, we did all kinds of things. We went to Mount Rushmore, did some hiking. Um, though was it the last full day we were there, we got up at sunrise mm -hmm. and went into the Badlands to redo our vows and probably the best sunrise I've ever had with mm -hmm. you. It was very emotional, very, um, uh, cold, but warm at the same time. It was phenomenal. And... It's that spur-of-the-moment, unplanned, $350 in your bank account trip that was probably one of my favorite. But there's one commonality in that trip, and that's you. Together, you and I went out and conquered the world as a couple and just set aside life, set aside all the bills, even though we had hell to pay, kind of like we do now. Kind of like this time. But it was worth it. We... Um, we scraped bottom for quite a while after we got back, but we look back and we have pictures of Megan wrapped up inside a diaper bag because I was supposed to bring our, our hiking pack to put her in, and instead my ingenious self emptied the diaper bag and stuck it in, stuck baby in there like a little papoose. Warm as could be, had no idea she was inside her own diaper bag, but she fit, <laughs> and so who was, to, who was to know, you know? So older couples to younger couples live life, stay dedicated and true to each other, uh, but live life. Don't get lost in the shuffle. Um, enjoy every moment. Try to be as much at peace with each other and the world as you can, but do not let life mow you down. Go out and see the world. I feel like Sadie and I are just now getting to see the world, mm -hmm. and we're already Bits and pieces. kind of planning our next adventure, mm -hmm. which... It's like, supposed to be two years from now, and it's not going to be now. we got to do something every like me, year, no uh, matter what it is. Six months from now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those, we got to save enough to do it, and then we're out of here. And, that, and that's one of those things, too. It's going to be one of those. It will, it'll be a planned trip, because at our age, you can't really not make plans. But you should not make plans, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Just, like, depending on where you're going, you may want to make reservations for a hotel, but then leave it wide open for food. Or if you're really adventurous, go wild camping, which I would not probably want to do now unless we had <laughs> the not right this time equipment. Of year anyway. So reach for the stars, my friends, and you'll reap the rewards.
um, hold your partner close, love them to the fullest, and when you're old and gray and the light is dimming, you have lived the best life you could have ever dreamed. I promise. Thank you, Sadie. With you by my side. Always. Happy 24th. Happy anniversary. Ready for vacation? <laughs> you want to go again? Let's go. We're going to go the southern route this time. Okay. All right. Tennessee, here we come. <laughs> this is Stephen St. Clair. Sadie K. Frazier. On another special episode of Have Fate Will Travel, special coffee edition, anniversary edition. Peace out. See you on the flip side. <laughs>